It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, I am joined by Joe Rose, former Miami Dolphin, longtime Miami Dolphins radio broadcaster, to talk about the Miami Dolphins offseason, the direction the team has taken, and more. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. If you are uninitiating with Locked On Dolphins, I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, uh, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at the draftnetwork.com, and very, very excited today to welcome back uh, a longtime friend to the show in Joe Rose. Joe Rose, if you are uninitiated, just like with Locked On Dolphins, uh, Joe Rose is the man who caught Dan Marino's first of 420 touchdown passes. Joe Rose is the man who, after his playing career, which spanned six seasons playing for Coach Don Shula in the 1980s, including playing in the Super Bowl in 1984. Joe Rose has gone on to make a phenomenal career for himself on the radio. He's on WQAM. Uh, He has the Joe Rose Show. He does the Dolphins radio broadcast. The the man lives, breathes, and dies. Dolphins, and I absolutely... Uh, and thrilled to have him on the show. And here's the thing you got to know about Joe. Uh, I met Joe. I started doing WQAM posts, spots, I should say, probably a year and a half ago and getting to know Joe through that and, and the buildup to last summer. Um, went down to camp, said hello to Joe, met Joe. We watched practice together for about 15, 20 minutes just shooting the breeze, whatever. And then we'd, we'd continue to correspond. He'd come on Locked On Dolphins at Go on WQAM. And then at the end of the season last year, he's like, yo, you coming down for the Pats game? Why don't you come sit in the box um, for the radio call? This uh, bucket list experience of sitting in the radio box with Jason Taylor while they called the radio game uh, of the Patriots Week 18 contest, which obviously we know. Uh, you saw an opening drive touchdown by the Dolphins. Xavier Howard on third down, plays a little trap coverage, gets a pick six. The Dolphins are up 14-0. They end up scoring defensively on the final play of the game. They win. They have consecutive winning seasons for the first time in 20 years. It, it was what a night. And, and Joe Rose affording me that opportunity. Yeah, we're going to have him on the show. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little Dolphins football. And I'm excited to get Joe on the podcast because usually the radio session is is, it's very much like a volley in tennis, right? Where somebody asks a question and then the the guest responds and then it volleys to the other host of the show and they ask a question. Now I get to sit down and just grill Joe with questions here. And and I'm super excited for that. So uh, with that in mind, let's welcome him back in. 
We are joined on the show by a longtime friend of Locked on Dolphins. Mr. Joe Rose makes his triumphant return to the podcast after a little bit of an offseason hiatus, but uh, it's getting to be that time. So it was about time to, to pick up the phone and, and make sure Joe Rose got on here and blessed us all with his knowledge in regards to the Dolphins. Joe, welcome back to Locked on Dolphins. How's it going? I'm doing great, Kyle. I don't know about all that knowledge, but I'm really looking forward to this season and all the moves that have been made and the big trade and uh, all the free agents. And it's been crazy. New coach, offensive minded. I mean, there's so many different parts of it. And as you know, nationally, as well as for Dolphin fans locally, it's always about Tua Tunga by the whole <laughs> It never stops, right? Of course. So I, I'm glad you, you talked about all the changes because I think that's the first thing that I wanted to, to talk to you about was you get one decision in a vacuum and it, it can certainly raise some eyebrows, but we've had a chance to see the entire picture of what the plan was this offseason and what they were trying to accomplish. And I'd love to hear from you because I think the last time you were on Locked on Dolphins was right at the start of the off season. Now yeah. that we're closer to the end and we've seen the full body of work for what the team felt was necessary to take the, the, the roster to the next level. How do you think they did? How do you like the image uh, that they're painting as who they want to be as a football team? Well, let's start with Mike McDaniel and the phone call to Tua Tungavailoa, right? Hey, you're my guy right off the bat. I'm sure this was done in his meetings, his interviews for the job. But I really believe after all the offseason and, and listening to the way Mike McDaniel talked about Tua Tungavailoa every day, good practices, okay practices, great practices, the message never changed about Tua Tungavailoa. He's been given a lot of love from that coaching staff and from the team. Uh, so I think it starts with that. And then the team pretty much came out and said, listen, um, we're going to really work on the offensive side of the ball, and, and you've seen it. We've got two new receivers, three new running backs. We call it the NFC West running backs that uh, they picked up. And, uh, of course, on the outside, excuse me, back at the offensive line, it looks like we're having a new center and a brand-new left tackle as well. We moved two guys who were starters to new positions. So, really, if you look at the big picture of this thing, it's, it's crazy, Kyle, and I, I know you have. Um, we've only got four guys or four positions returning the same group of guys uh, in the same positions from last year. And just to give you an idea on just the overhaul they did offensively through free agency and, of course, the big catch on the outside to the big trade and Tyreek Hill. So you, we've talked a lot about the offensive line and the, the challenges that that the team has faced on that unit. And I would love to hear from you in terms of uh, obviously Connor Williams reportedly going to be given, given a go at the center position and uh, Michael Dieter, not really in the buzz at all, oh. as far as, as a player contending to start. And it's still early. We got to put on pads and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when you think about Connor Williams and signing him, in free agency and him being a left guard in Dallas and now potentially playing center. Oh, is there, is there any inkling that you might have as to what the motivating factor was there to potentially get a new body, especially one who hadn't played there in the NFL level, despite being a multi-year starter and a quality one at other, another position. 
Well, according to his agent and other people, he wasn't surprised by this move to center, and it happened early. Uh, probably, probably the biggest surprise of everything that's taken place that when you go out there and then you interview Connor Williams, he says, yeah, they, they want me to play center. Uh, don't worry about left guard. Look at that center position. And uh, that moves. So Michael Dieter um, is, is a backup. Will he be a guard? Will he be the first guard center to come off the bench? Will he, will he compete and have a chance to overtake Connor Williams, who's paid pretty good money, pretty good, not great, but pretty good money to come in here and, and, and be a starter. So that was the biggest surprise to me. Um, and then, of course, change. And I wasn't surprised about Austin Jackson. I don't think you were either a right tackle. And then Liam Eikenberg. I mean, he's, he's going to get first shot at left guard, and we'll see how that goes. But I thought the team, even though – you know, it's kind of low key, except for the guys that got interviewed and said where they were going to be playing. Um, they look like they got a pretty good idea. They're starting five. And again, I know there's open competition. Somebody can just go out and win a job in preseason. But for the most part, unlike that group a year ago, this team has evaluated everybody, the new coaching staff, and have a pretty good idea what the starting five is going to look like. I feel that way, considering you don't have two-a-day tough practices. You will have some competitive practice against Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. But I think short of injury or somebody just blows it out of the water and got a lot better, got a pretty good idea on what that starting five is going to look like. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball, NFL Futures, Golf, the fights, you name it. It's all in one place. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of those scores, podcasts, and news. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to go back to the quarterback position, if I may, because you talked a lot about the messaging that's been there for Tua Tungvaloa since this new coaching staff was put in place. And, and whether it was the Luau with Tua with the whole coaching mm -hmm. staff showing mm -hmm. up and the, the complimentary things that he had to say about his coaches showing face at that event or Coach McDaniel is press availabilities or even teammates impress availabilities or podcasts as we're seeing with, with Tyreek right. Hill right, right. now. Um, I, I think a lot of times the human element of the game of football can be overlooked, but you have a unique perspective on that. Having been somebody who's been in locker rooms in NFL locker rooms, you played at the NFL level. It was a different generation, but you've still been there. Can you think of instances in which the human element of, Hey, this guy's, gotta feel like you've got his back has been something that has helped the player that you've either seen as a player yourself or somebody who's covering the team on the radio yeah. like do you have any examples of of this strategy kind of paying dividends for somebody else 
I, I really don't. This is brand new to me. Um, Mike McDaniel style is, is brand new to me. It, it's, I think the new football where it's more positive and, and not coaching the hell out of you and yelling and screaming. And you don't know if the guy really likes you or really dislikes you. And then your teammates tell you, Hey man, when he stops, you got a problem. So you better just take it. Even though you don't always like some of the words that it has in the message, he still believes he can coach up. That's why he's being tough on you. Um, this is a little different style, but there was no question from day one. Um, from the, the moment he jumped on a private plane, Mike McDaniel, to come out here, um, that it was, I am going to give Tua, make sure he's got all his confidence back. He's been beaten up by perceived bad offensive system, not enough talent around him, and certain guys in the organization that didn't believe in him before. And we got to get all that back. He's got to know whether it was the Sean Watson stuff that took place, doing your due diligence to uh, Tom Brady, all that stuff. Um, they got to get to a tongue of Iloa to really believe, hey, man, we got your back. We're going to put you in a system. We gave you two number one receivers and one of the best pass receiving tight ends you've had in the history of this franchise as far as that athletic uh, skill set that he has in Mike Gesicki. So the, and they went out and said, we're going to get you all this stuff. And they did a bunch of young veteran running backs to go with the guys that are coming back. Um, we're going to upgrade. We're going to put in a new blocking scheme offensively, this, this zone blocking inside and outside. So they really like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We did it. And you're the guy there's, Hey, you're the guy. We believe you got a chance to be really good, and I'm going to make it so you're going to have every opportunity to be successful. If you'll just put in the work and believe in me like I believe in you. And uh, it's been kind of fun as a, as a radio guy and a guy who works with the team during the season to watch and go, wow, it's a brand-new approach. I've never seen anything to this level before. And, and I'm really curious to see um, – how it works out because there's no reason for him not to have confidence. It's his team. You're the guy, your weapons believe in you. Tyree kill has almost gone out of his way as, as much as the head coach has to say, man, people, they don't, the fans and the media and everybody on the outside has no idea how good my guy is, man. My guy can throw it accurate, plenty of arm strength, man. I don't know where all this stuff's coming from, there's going to be a lot of people eating their words. And I'm like, hey, man, this is great. Now we just have to see it September 11th when it opens up against the New England Patriots. Yeah, so uh, as far as the other side of the ball, uh, the Dolphins largely made the decision to, to run things back. They, they bring back Josh Boyer. They have the whole infrastructure. Yeah. They re-sign effectively every free agent linebacker and defensive lineman that was said to hit the market. Like Justin Coleman's your most prominent player to leave in free agency, him and Jason McCourty. Um, and then you draft Channing Tindall and you, you add Melvin Ingram in free agency. And I think about those two players specifically, Melvin Ingram and, and Channing Tindall, who was a, a linebacker who spent a lot of time in a very blitz-heavy Georgia defense, attacking the quarterback and QB spy and closing in space. And then you think about Melvin Ingram and the way that he's been moved around defensive fronts. And, and I, I'd like to know from your point of view on what you know about those players and what you know about how the Dolphins defense played last year. You got to figure out the 17 in, in Northern New York problem. 
right? You, you got to figure out the Josh Allen deal Correct. because he kicked your butt every yeah. time that he's played you. And those two players, as Melvin Ingram, who played against Buffalo in Pittsburgh week one last year and was a really big headache and a really effective player. And then Channing Tindall, a guy with legit four, 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 five speed on the second level, who's thick and can tackle in space. Do you think that that's in the back of their mind a little bit and adding players like that on top of the infrastructure that already existed on defense? Oh, no question. It was about adding depth and by far the fastest linebacker you have as good as Baker has been and the way he runs, this guy's got different gear and now it's getting him used to disguising stuff and, uh, and not get, it's going to take him a while in preseason where he doesn't have to think about what he's supposed to do. But that day that light goes on in the packages, those blitz packages that they're going to use him because he's too athletic not to play. It'd be a waste to go through 17 games and this guy does nothing but run down on a, on a punt, a kickoff team, right? It would be a waste. So I like to pick when you step back and you go, okay, I, I get it, man. That guy can run. He can run in space, which you talked about a problem we've had. And besides the fact that that big, strong stud in Buffalo can, can throw it as well as anybody with that big arm, he can also run. And he has killed us outside the pocket. He's killed us running where we haven't been able to get him. So, uh, yeah. When somebody beats you seven straight times in your own division, knowing you're going to play him twice a year, uh, I think that was in the back of their mind that more speed, more experience on the outside, depth. Um, so so I like what they've done. If those are the two main pieces you've added to this point, plus basically bringing everybody back. I mean, everybody for the most part. They're in really good shape. Um, I like what they've done. Uh, obviously for minicamp, and here is one of the problems that, that I saw in the offseason, this is a defense that's been together now in the same system going on the fourth year, and you got a brand-new offensive system, and it's really hard to practice when you're learning something brand-new and those guys on the offensive side are already putting in different dancing seven packages of different guys coming and confusing you and stuff. Um, so it, it was hard to get a good read on the offense uh, as they're putting in that brand new system a short period of time versus a group of guys that have been together and basically bring your top 14 players back defensively. And Oh, by the way, add a couple more pieces. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough to get a read, but listen, as good as we want our offense to be, that defense needs to step up, man. And we need the good players, a couple of young players that, that potentially look really good. Now we need to see it, right? We need to see it from a safety. We need to see it from a pass rusher. We need to see all those young guys. There's a bunch of young guys on this defense here, right, Kyle? We kind of forget this is not an old veteran defense. There's a lot of young dudes, man. They're looking to get a second contract that I really expect to uh, take it to the next level, especially if this team's going to get to where it wants, and that's get to the playoffs and win a playoff game or two, right? 21 years, man. That's a long time. It's uh, getting old enough to drink, right? Anytime that that got me drinking too much, Kyle, through the years, (laughs) way too much. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, 
RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in there. How do you hear about us, Bucks? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, so I have my own thoughts on this, but I'd love to hear from you. Um, what, what would your message be to any Dolphins fans who, going into training camp, are going to read the practice reports from those who are in attendance and you'll probably get a pretty big roller coaster ride early because, like you said, the the starting point for each side of the ball is not the same, cool. right? So, and usually, you know, offense usually about timing, right, and being in rhythm, and and defense is more reactive. So it's a little easier to hit the ground running when you're reactive as compared to having your timing down when you get things started. So, what? What's your mentality going into camp as far as evaluating the offense when you kind of know already the defensive side of the ball is going to be further ahead? Um, it's going to be, they're still going to be under the microscope where, whether it's fair or not, I know it's frustrating to the players on the team. I get it. Cause they read everything. They see everything. They see what people are saying locally, nationally, then they're mad They're you know, and the whole thing. It's going to be a roller coaster. You hit it right on the head. Those practices are open. You got diehards going out there to watch it. They're going to be watching the same guys, going to be watching the offensive line and how they're playing together. And are they picking up the blitz when we show in early on? And we're sending one days we have our third down packages together. And uh, they're going to go, all right, well, let's do what we do. Let's, let's bring it. Let's show them a couple different blitzes and let them get used to it. And these guys are learning these new systems. There's going to be, it's going to be a roller coaster. Um, there's probably going to be some ugly practices at times against Tampa Bay with that veteran defense they have. Philadelphia's got a really good defense, but we need that work. Listen, honestly, I'm really curious. I give you a big one to watch for because you're going to be with us watching a lot of this. I'm really curious to see this coach, first time head coach, going to have to make a decision knowing the practices aren't that difficult every day. Um, how much do you play those guys on the offensive side of the ball in preseason mm -hmm. where they need to see things full speed? They do. They need to see it. And I know he's already said, listen, you guys may not be happy. My number one goal is to make sure September 11th, this team is healthy and ready to play. And saying that, though, you still want everybody to know what to do and who to take and everything – and offensive line speed has got to be full speed. They got, they got to go after it a little bit. And so this goes to Teron Armstead. How much do you play him? Um, and you've got a whole bunch of guys in new positions outside of Robert Hunt. A lot of guys playing a lot of positions that they didn't really play or they weren't here last year. 
So you mentioned Teron Armstead, and he was just out in in Texas for O-line masterminds and offensive line summit. And a couple of my coworkers over at the Draft Network were able to go out and got to kind of experience Teron working hands-on with other offensive linemen. And they, they were nothing but complimentary about the knowledge of the game and the technician that he is and his ability to communicate that. How important is that layer to who Teron Armstead is in this locker room when you think about when who's the last offensive lineman that has been in Miami with this level of accolades to impress on all the young players that have been here? Yeah. I always think a guy like Pouncey who is really good and and really good with the guys and and helping that way. But listen, this guy, you listen to those guys in the Saints talk about him and how good he was and how good a dude and how good he was with his offensive line. They need a guy that they know can flat out play that's got a reputation, can play at a high level. And he'll be good because he's playing a lot of young guys. He's playing with a first-time center if this Connor Williams thing stays. Eichenberg, although that's the first position they threw him at for a cup of coffee last camp when he got here, could be back at left guard unless somebody beats him out there. And, and Robert Hunt, I just think he'll be good. And, and Austin Jackson's got the back, you know, let's not forget, Tua's a lefty. So the backside of Tua Tungavailoa is going to be Austin Jackson. And he's going he's to have to get his confidence. And I think that's where Armstead can really help a guy like Austin Jackson. He needs to have success early in the season. Look, at, they already told us he can't play left tackle, right? By the moves that have been made yep. by two coaching staffs, now nah, he can't play left tackle. We're going to go get one. He played left guard, and they said, yeah, maybe he's really good at left guard. He'd be playing left guard. They go, no, no, no. His athletic ability, he can be really good at right tackle in this zone blocking. He's exactly what we need. Everybody's raved about He's got quick feet. He can move. But um, this, this is a big one for him, man, because he is playing an important position. And you got to pick up games and not only pick up games when they when they cross on you, but you got to be able to block a guy that is out there to just flat out beat you on a speed move up the field. And uh, and we're counting on you, man. We can't help you all the time. You, you're going to have to win one on one battles a lot. What's your confidence level that we'll see a sustainable level of play at right tackle with Austin this year based on the sample size we've seen thus far? Um, I don't know. And, and, and this is what I worry about. When guys haven't had success and they've been beaten up in the media and social media and people tell you you're terrible at what you do and you're a bust. Listen, anytime you're a first-round pick, I always say this, Kyle. The great news is you were a first-round pick and got a big, fat signing bonus. You made a lot of money. You're now taken care of because most of that money in that contract is given to you. As soon as you sign, before you ever step foot on the field for any kind of off-season practice, you got a lot of money, a lot, a lot of money. The bad news is if you don't play up to it, everybody's going to let you know because they know you're a first-round pick. And, and listen, I've been down here a long time. A lot of people watching this can tell you right off the top who's been a first round bust and who's been able to play at a high level. <clears throat> so when you don't play well and Austin Jackson, you know, along with Tua, those guys have, they've heard it. And so I, I hope he, we're going to find out how mentally tough he is. I, if you got the talent, you got the talent, 
But I've seen two defensive ends who were first-round picks here that flat-out lost their confidence. The last two defensive ends we drafted in the first round lost their confidence. One guy we moved up to grab, and, um, and they never got it back. Never got it back. So that kind of goes back to that, that human element as well, you know, and, and kind of understanding the noise and managing the noise Correct. on top of the stresses of a new position and the stresses of pressure of being in first overall pick. So um, the, the last question that I have for you is this. If you look at the Dolphins roster in its entirety right now, is there any one spot that you'd maybe have a hope or an interest to see the team turn over one of those acorns or turn over one of those rocks here as we get ready to put on the pads here at the end of the month and add another body to the mix. Um, are you asking me concern the most? Or are you asking me more about a position that looks pretty good that can take it to the next level more? Concern, concern the most. Offensive line. I mean, we've added, spent a lot of money at left tackle, spent – Connor Williams getting good money. You've spent a lot of draft that you, you spent. You've drafted a lot of guys in the first, second, and, and Michael Dieter in the third round. A lot of guys. Um, we desperately need some of those young guys besides Robert Hunt, who's already proven he can play. We need to see it, and we need to see it now in years two, years three, and years four for those other guys. And um, so, so we'll uh, – We'll see. I hope. I, I want to believe in everything Mike McDaniel has said about those guys. These are this is a really athletic group. We studied. We're we're aware of what those guys could all do coming out of college. When I was with, when I was in San Francisco, I think it's a group that's got and and he is super positive. But I'm like everybody else, and I can tell by the way you ask the question, you're concerned too. You just got to see it come together because it's directly tied to the running game. And a pass protection for Tua Tungavailoa, and he, he can't do it by himself. And so those guys need to be they those guys need to be good. And specifically, Eichenberg and Austin Jackson need to take the next step or two to get better and be more consistent. Well, Joe, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to sitting up in the stands at Baptist Health, watching practice right next and, to me, and laughing at the skepticism that we had because the offensive line just looks so good the first week it pads. I'm, I can't wait for that yeah. to materialize and, and us to look back and laugh on this. Joe, you know, you, Kyle, you know, the good news about this whole thing though, I will say this, unlike a year ago, um, I do believe coaching matters. Uh, and by the way, not just technique, but when to pat a guy in the back and when, when, when to, when to reinforce it, you know, th this thing is, you know, it, a lot of this is is about the neck up and not the neck down physically. I think a lot of these guys got a ton of talent or they wouldn't be drafted in the first couple of rounds. But we've got a really good coaching staff. We got a coach that showed me something when he went out and put a lot of former players, former Dolphin players on that coaching staff and wasn't worried um, about that or wasn't worried about some guys have a lot of experience. And he went out and got a good coaching staff with a lot of offensive line experience from your offensive coordinator down. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to like, Hey man, I believe coaching matters. 
And now I want to see it. Uh, I want to see it. Or is it going to be, look at this, new coaching staff, same results from the same guys. We'll find out. We absolutely will. Joe Rose, really appreciate you carving some time out of your day. It's great to catch up. Kyle, man, are you kidding me, brother? I always like doing it with you. People uh, have so much respect for the work you're doing and uh, and putting time in doing this job. So uh, it's really cool to it's got somebody as much passion as I do for this friggin' team to win. <laughs> Joe Rose, I'm ladies and old, gentlemen. Man. Thank you, Kyle. Make sure you guys keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. That's going to do it for us today on the show. Make it a great Tuesday, and I'll talk with you all again tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.